fine. I guess I'll just see three ninjas kick back again. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a quality movie. Oh, yeah. They really yeah. kicked back. Those different set of kids, kids. play the same characters. Ah, <laughs> these kids got old. They got to get new kids. Yeah. You hear, that? You, you hear uh, uh, the, the big one? I can't remember his name. You hear him? He sounds like me now. <laughs> we got to get a new one. Oh, yeah. He's involved yeah. in some really shady shit. We gotta get new kids out here. Why are yeah. they gonna? What happens when when they go up against Hulk Hogan? No one will, no one will believe it when they're uh, <laughs> with their high noon at Thunder Mountain. These kids, there's the, the the original kids are as big as Hulk Hogan. We can't have more. <laughs> can't have more. Look like a fair fight. One of the original kids is Ric Flair. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> woo. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Woo! Yeah, ready for ninjutsu. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kicking and flipping all night long. <laughs> Woo! Hey, pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with a chi chi chi. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares Ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is Pop Scares Ya. Let's go. That's right. Hello, friends, and yes, I hate to break it to you, but the song you heard is correct. Spooky season is back, and so is Pop Scarcia, the annual horror event for all the pals out there. Tomorrow is Friday the 13th, so we're talking about Friday the 13th Part 3, a sleepaway camp adjacent tale where Jason finally gets the glow-up and weapon we all remember him for. I'm full of frights, Forrest, and I'm joined as always by Jump Scare John. John, uh, what do you uh, say we get this show on the road? Casey Ghost of me. <laughs> remember that character? Because I certainly didn't forget it until just now. <laughs> I mean, I was going to message you be like, uh... It's supposed to be Casey Ghostum right now. <laughs> yep. I pulled it, it out. The I pulled it yeah, you pulled it out. I thought it was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I can't let a flub go Boom! uncommented. Oh, my God. So you jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you heard your name. Yo. <laughs> it was a real jump scare right there. John, are you I, okay? I mean, I scared myself. I might yeah. have changed pants later. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you jump scared yourself so yeah. much. Yeah. You jump scared yourself much like a character in the movie that we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. uh, who, <laughs> who is scared, who is jump scared, uh, and then go, has to go take a shit. <laughs> like a real runny dump. <laughs> I was not expecting that, John. How well do you remember this film? Uh, it's not... How do you put it? It's not one that I go back and revisit very often when I... What? I what the shocker of shockers? You don't go back and check out this, this stellar, the shining entry into the uh, the Friday the 13th oeuvre? Yeah, believe it or not, I don't. Oh, As, wow. Like every 10 years or so, I watch like them all. 
But normally every Halloween, I just kind of pick one and watch it. But three is never one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I gots to watch that. It's, gotta get three. Yeah, I gotta get that. When I'm like, hmm, do I watch three or do I watch him take Manhattan? He's taking Manhattan. I'm know? sorry. I guess he's taking Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, three, I'll come back to you in nine more years. Don't worry about it. Like now, in fact, if I was to go back and watch them all again, I'd probably just skip three because I've seen it and it's, you know, every other 10 years or something. I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, it's just one of those movies. It was a film, and no one can say any different. If anyone else tries to tell you that it wasn't a film, they're liars. It was a film for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so watch out. That's right, Steve Miner. Don't ever say that you didn't do this film, because you did. That's it. Uh, hey, no, Steve Miner made a film. Got me beat. I haven't made a film in, like, right. months. He's made a lot of films, and we'll talk a, l- a little bit about his past work uh, a little bit later. Um, but uh, I think, John, it might be time for everyone's favorite segment. That's right. Ah, just like slipping on an old pair of pants. <laughs> the old theme song is back. Now I'm sure you're asking yourself, Forrest, why don't you have a spooky one? Well... Great question. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next week. Until maybe then. next week when I think about when I actually think about it before the show. But until then, we're going to just slide back into the old. What are you enjoying this evening? Theme. Uh, oh, moi. Why, yes. Yes, of course, this bar was empty when you came in, but now I'm here. Am I really a ghost or just your alcoholic delusions? Ooh, shining. Probably both. No, definitely both. Why is this house so evil? Um, I need sage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what? so what are you enjoying this evening? <laughs> well, well, let's see. I made the uh, daring declaration last episode that for all of Pop Scares You, I would make drinks using mm. Gatorade. Potions, maybe. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, well, sure. Potions. So I made uh, what I'm calling the Camp Blood. Oh, 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 so scary. What's yes. in it? Hopefully not blood. Ooh. Oh, no, not Why blood. Why am I scared? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a ghost partner. Never mind. I'm a scared ghost. <laughs> I'm a ghost that's scared of people. It's so weird. Or was I doing a Jack Nicholson thing? We'll never know. <laughs> Uh, well, it is uh, two of my favorite things, uh, uh-huh. fruit punch, Gatorade, and gin, but I added some extra stuff in there. Oh, uh, do tell. All right, so it has four ounces of gin, two ounces of lemon juice, two ounces of homemade soda water, oh, wow. half a cup of Gatorade, uh, fruit punch Gatorade, of course. and ice that I put in a mold because uh-huh. I'm not rich like you. And uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, often referred to as uh, a gin fizz, but this is a variation on it, which is the camp blood. It is made with uh, 
Sip Smith Small Batch London Gin. Uh, oh, thanks to my good. thanks to my friend Christine. It is very nice. I, I tried a little bit before I put it into Gatorade, and now I'm going. To- <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear because it sounds like you murdered the gin. Oh, I probably did. And the worst card is you know it's like a sphere mold. And oh, it, no. it, it, the, the mold has a crease in it, so it looks like there's just a butt floating in my... Oh, the food. butt. <laughs> the scariest of shapes. Oh, what will it do? Well, so here, let's give it a try. He's taking his first sip. And what is this? Is this in the top ten of drinks or what, Casey Ghosta? Definitely not. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> wow. Somehow... I think between the Gatorade and the the lemon juice, it's almost imparting more of a tequila vibe, like a tequila aftertaste. I think the uh, Gatorade is still probably a little too watery. Uh, So I should have probably um, did like a a fourth of a cup of Gatorade and then like a fourth of a cup of like pineapple juice or something to like Some like simple syrup or something. A little simple syrup. Yeah, that a little bit more. But it's not bad, and it's um, it's in one of the beer steins I got at Oktoberfest because I didn't want to put this in a little glass, and so I'm gonna be smashed by the end of this episode. Here you go, can't mm, look. Great, appropriate for this movie. Oh no! Uh, That's what I'm having. What are you imbibing on this wonderful, scary night? Of course, of course. I'm a ghost, so I can't drink. But if I was. I try the scariest drink they have, which is of course White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a White Claw vodka plus soda plus real juice. There's actually two pluses on the front of here. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, apparently it's got uh, it's made with triple wave filtered vodka and natural peach juice and flavoring 100 calories no added sugars and a scant three carbs so here we go there are no laws when you're drinking claws which is so scary society will collapse alright mm-hmm. yep and, it's a can. Uh, that's a can. That's right. And hmm, uh, that's actually quite good. It tastes like a real peach. Well, it's all—it's like a heck of a lot better than most white claws. Really wondering uh, how they do it. Maybe it's like another brand that they just uh, tape over the can or something. Yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, maybe this is maybe this is a truly a ghost of a truly. Oh no! Uh, but there you go. Uh, White right. claw vodka plus soda plus real juice, the peach flavor, four point five percent alcohol by volume. All right, all right. I I uh, I approve. Good. Ooh, approve it as O sounds. Oh no! Streets <laughs> uh, <laughs> a stretch. Um, but uh, but it's spooky season, and it's time to be ghosts and and enjoy the the turning leaves. Of course, down in there in California, you don't have much of that. But uh, 
up here the leaves are turning the trees are dying oh the tree ghosts will be out in force come october halloween date oh, if the ghosts could come down here and bring some cold ass air i'd take it I heard it's a real, uh, as I said, I had a family visiting from California, my home state, and uh, uh, they were saying how it was boiling in the Bay Area, boiling, completely hot, very uncharacteristic for this time of year. It was gross. It's been gross. The last, like, there was a break yesterday, and then today it's been super humid here, more so than normal. So I don't know. It's kind of touch and go with the heat. I'm hoping that the, there there was report that rain's coming, and I'm looking forward to it because there's a couple of nights where I might as well used a tea towel as a blanket hmm. because it was <laughs> not cold at all. I didn't have to use a blanket. That's how hot it was. It was like, and of course, the, all the viewers know that you sleep completely in the nude. Yeah, of course, so, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be just a tea towel. Yeah, I gotta you know, in case you know I have to run out or something. I need to keep my dignity. <laughs> right, of course, there's nothing quite as so dignified as having to choose which side the napkin or the tea towel goes on. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, normally I should probably get a hand towel, but a tea towel works. <laughs> tea towel works in a bunch. Just yeah, well, uh, I don't want to brag, but when I do that, I've got to get a beach towel. <laughs> Hello. Because uh, I, I sleep in a sandbox. Yeah, that's what's going to figure. That's what you were doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No other, <laughs> no. nothing else about that, by that, except that I sleep in a, I sleep in a, a sandbox. Um, you know, you mentioned just now, actually, that you watch, usually like once every 10 years, you watch them all. I know you have a kind of a, a Halloween spooky month tradition where you, you line up a bunch of, uh, of horror movies and you watch them over the course of the month. Well, do you got, do you have your list? Do you have it all figured out for this, uh, for this month? Well, so yeah, so normally I have to watch the classics. So uh -huh. for, for me, it's, uh, it's a yearly watch of Halloween, which I mm -hmm. haven't done yet. Uh, a nightmare on Elm street, the first one, which I have done. I did that on, um, Sunday. Um, I haven't, and then this is my Friday the 13th watch. Uh, normally I would have probably either picked four or six or seven. Um, but this time I was like, well, if I'm going to watch one, I guess I'm watching three. Let's stick with it because there's a lot of first in this movie. So check that out. And then, um, there's a new one that was pointed to me on prime, which is kind of like, it was referred to as like back to the future like serial killer movie. So I want to check that out. Oh yeah. Like a uh, killer, uh, killer, something killer, killer something. <laughs> yeah. I was like killer spree or killer killers flea or a back to the killer or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but I might check that out. Um, and then it's kind of like, it depends on kind of the mood I'm in, uh, what else is going to happen. But I know I always have to get like, I have to get my Trinity. At the very least, I need to get yeah. my Jason, my Freddy, and my Michael. Uh, to totally out. killer. Totally killer is the movie that you are referencing. That's close and enough. Killing yeah. spree is close enough. Yeah, we had the we knew kill was in there. Um, so that's something. You know, we're pretty damn close, if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, it's a that looks like a very interesting movie. It's like uh, yeah, it's a it's sort of like 
the a, a play on the final girl trope, but she's got to go to all sorts of time periods and track down a killer and stuff. Sounds very yeah. interesting. I, uh, I know very little about it, uh, but uh, good picks, good picks. Yeah, it's you know it's fun to it's fun to make an event of the month. The certainly pop culture seems to be embracing that. That I don't think when we were a kid it was like a whole month long thing. I feel like that's a, something that has evolved into over the years. Uh, I, well, sort of like, I, I think the reason why I do this is because I remember October and watching channel 44 out here. And it seemed like every Friday and Saturday they would have a, a scary movie or, you know, a couple of them. So that's how I'd, I'd watch these all in like reruns and completely edited down. Um, but I check them out all the time. So I think I've just kind of carried on that tradition by just trying to watch a couple of, you know, every weekend up until, uh, Halloween. Yeah. That, and that shift after Halloween is like, it's becoming harder and harder for me to adjust because once Halloween comes around, I feel like we're in the spooky and we like, and we're, we're bathing and it's fun. It's interesting. You love it. And then all of a sudden, here comes, uh, here comes Turkey Lurkey, and mm-hmm. all his delicious f- food friends, and the, and they're gonna take over the whole month. And it's just a weird. It like shifts from like killers and skeletons and ghosts to like stuffing and family and fall colors. Yeah, I kind of wish there was like a, a downgrade, you know, like or like you mm-hmm. know, like a, a, a downshift where you can just kind of like. Halfway through November is when we stop the spooky stuff and work right into the holiday, Thanksgiving, two big ass meals between two months type of events, and just you know let me let let me ride the spooky for a little longer. Just yeah, a little I think longer. I agree, and I think that uh, I think Dia de Muertos needs to be uh, more l- widespread. Uh, in the states, anyway, I think we need to we need to start, start celebrating that more because that's on November second uh, this year, and so that would be mm. a perfect you know way to you get your on off ramp because that's more of like that's not spooky dead, that's more of a celebratory uh, right. look at death, and so that would kind of like that's like the perfect bridge between Halloween and Thanksgiving, I think. I think so. It's like it's a you know it's a, it's a wonderful uh, it's like a wonderful event celebrating the past and you're celebrating the lost you mm-hmm. know versus like all the normal mourning and how we kind of go through it yeah I think that's a pretty good a uh, pretty good off ramp you know just kind of do it and then, I don't know about you I like being scared every once in a while from things that I know won't actually do anything to me. Like, you know sure, the chills sure, and stuff, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there's stuff going on in the world right now that's very scary. Scary, yeah. And I don't want, you know, yeah. But you know, when it's just like, you got the body, but I got the brain. You know that that's like, that's a comfort scare. Yeah, there is something about like the commoditization and the and the adoption of the the whole Halloween feeling and and scary movies like that 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 feels very comforting in this time and it is fun to it's fun to get a little fright even though i don't like being uh i don't like being startled all that much but 
when it comes this time of year, it's fun to just look and, and you know, be absorbed in the occult and, and the the supernatural. There's just something very charming. I don't need to explain to you all out there why Halloween is cool. Everybody knows that already, but uh, I agree. I like I like this. Uh, I'm a fan of this time of year. Um, and uh, it, it made me very sad when I went to the Fred Meyer just a little while ago. And the Halloween stuff was already being pushed out by Christmas stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. In October. It's just sooner and sooner. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, soon we're going to get, like, uh, holiday Christmas stuff, like, in uh, July. It, yeah. it really does feel like we keep kicking that out further and further. I'm like, no, we have rules. Halloween keeps all of October. November for us, Thanksgiving. And then the day after Thanksgiving is when you can start your, uh, you know, your Christmas stuff. Yes, um, please. Let's let's make that, let's normalize that as a, a, a as sort of a tradition for us all. I think, yeah. you know, here is what we should do. We should okay. say holiday number one mm. uh, is when the spirit Halloween stores start appearing in abandoned storefronts. Right. And then then we roll on into the, the actual Halloween. But I think we should do a Halloween Eve as well. Oh. Halloween Eve, Halloween, and then right into Dia de los Muertos or Dia de Muertos or however you... Uh, However, is like the proper way to pronounce that or uh, phrase it, I should say. Okay. Um, but uh, and then we can then it becomes like an almost like week long uh, string of holidays, and then you get the you know capital the machine of capitalism starts turning, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna wanna you know suddenly it's Halloween that we're seeing in July, and it's pushed. Hey, Christmas, you wait your turn. We have to empower. We have to super say in Halloween is what I'm saying. I'm for it. I'm for it. I, I, I much prefer like this type of marketing blitz than over uh, the other stuff. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. Up on the map, up, skip, up, boop, skip, dooby, doop, doop. Oh, my God. It's happening to me now. Stop. Stop it. Like, look, as someone who's worked retail during the holiday period, I'm good. Keep those songs for as long as possible like keep the i i don't want to experience them until at least like december 24th that's when i should hear one and then it's over the 25th and then 26th it's done donezo everything's over we're good my yeah when the winter holidays roll, roll around my dream is to be able to be like oh that's coming up oh it's that time already that's crazy that's 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 wild cool Exactly. Versus, yeah. oh my God, now it's the month of Mariah. <laughs> uh, yes, the 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 queen of uh, Christmas herself. Um, do you have a do you have a, a Christmas jingle? We're talking about Christmas now. It's, it's infectious. <laughs> it's already you, it's too late. It's terrible. Do we? Do you have a a Christmas jingle that you just cannot stand? Oh, um. I don't really like any of the, this is going to sound terrible. I don't like any of the newer, poppier stuff. So like that Paul McCartney. That's the one. No, that's the yeah. one. You're right. That's the right yeah. answer. That 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 is garbage. It is so, so bad. Yeah, I was just like, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Um, no, sir, Paul McCartney. I don't need to have a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, again, 
every time it's like every 55 minutes you hear that song again and again and again you're just like oh come on where's noel give me the little drummer boy anything else <laughs> anything else yeah. but that one <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. no i'm good I'm yeah good. terrifying i can't handle it's scarier than halloween <laughs> yeah yeah bringing it right back Bringing it right back to the spooky time of year. It's all cyclical. It all comes back to jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts and spooks and skeletons and zombies. Not as much zombies. Zombies are more of an all-year-round kind of thing these days. Yep, I remember yeah. that song lovingly. I'm glad you you did a wonderful rendition there. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it was uh, it's the pop song of the musical coming to to uh, wherever Hamilton to be. Wait, here, here let, 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 let's get this on wax so that way we can see if we ever do we ever really do a pop song of the musical about yeah. all the things we've ever talked about or not yeah. everything we've talked about, but like you know our high notes. Of course. Yeah. All right. So, like, we get the Daily City, do, uh, you know, Hyundai Daily City guy to come in and sing a song. Of course. Yeah. He has a whole song. <laughs> it's like yeah. a five minute deal. Yeah. I'm liking this. Do they and... see me here in the backseat? <laughs> but, but do we call it like just Saga? So it's like Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think we just call it Pop Saga. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Pop song of the musical. I'm for it. Look, I will, I will help write a musical if you're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll do it. It will do All it. Right. We got to get a couple episodes under more under our belt. I think before we've earned it. But I think you know, I think we're it's, at 171. Yeah, yeah. We're we need at least 171 right more. <laughs> All right, folks. When we're in the 400s, pop song of the musicals. Coming. That's right. A- episode 400. Let's put it on wax now. Promise you that will be Pop Saga, the musical. Uh, uh, We better cut that out. Uh, No, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving it in. Too late. Oh, no. Okay, well, look forward to that. Uh, Let's see. What? Three years? (laughs) Four years? Four years years from from now. now. And here's the thing, though, right? You didn't remember to do the case of Gilsum. Yep. I mean, and I remember it. Just you remember it. You just remembered it, it to soon enough. And then I didn't remember it all. And like most of these episodes, I'm like the, I like I'm the goldfish. Once I do it, I kind of forget. Yeah. And usually I'm reminded of things that I said. And I said, oh, I said that. that seems kind of funny. Or, oh, I said that. Ooh, God. I really need to know how to censor myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we'll somehow remember that we're doing Pop Saga the musical with enough time to put it out in the 400th episode. Watch, we get uh, a reminder. It's 399. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for this musical. I'll be like, oh shit! All right, oh. Chad GPT. <laughs> I, I contacted you two hours before we we're gonna record. Yeah. By the way, we have to write an entire musical and then somehow score it. Anyway, we'll figure it out. We got plenty of time. Time to procrastinate until it's almost too late. You mean just um, like we are about talking about this movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wonder why. Uh, that's right. Uh, Halloween. Nope. Friday the 13th, <laughs> part three. <laughs> uh, do I wish I was watching the original Halloween? Maybe. Is there a scene that seemed like it was making fun of the original Halloween in this movie? It kind of seems that way. 
Uh, but we'll get into it. That's right. I, like I said, Halloween. Wrong. Friday the 13th, part three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really wishful thinking tonight. Very um, much so, yeah. Directed by Steve Miner, starring a bunch of people who t- seem to have never acted again. When I was looking them up, uh, or at least uh, when I paused the the, the playback, on uh, Amazon Prime, and they have the whole cast listed out there. Almost everybody's uh, um, credit had the picture from this movie. Yeah. So uh, so obviously a big springboard for nobody, seemingly. Yeah, no, there's the, the... I think the only real notable person in this movie was uh, Tracy Savage. Uh-huh. I think it's just because she was in Little House of the Prairie. Right. Um, but yeah, and everyone then, else is. Yeah, I think this, this is pretty she much quit? it. She, well, she quit acting after yeah. this, became a reporter, <laughs> and then at some point uh, started acting again, but acting as a reporter. Okay. So talk about getting typecasted, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, there's there is like literally there's no one in this who I'm like, oh man, don't you love them in like New Heart? Nope, not really, <laughs> not really. But yeah, now these people. Um, I know the uh, Richard Booker, uh, the the guy who played Jason, has like yeah. a really interesting story, and he he I'm trying I was trying to find something out about it, but apparently he won like an award for creating something that's used in cellular phones. Nowadays, okay. like he created like a patent or something um, for that. So he honestly, I'd much rather just listen to this dude's like life story. Cause at one point he was in military intelligence of the British cavalry. He was a polo player, a trapeze artist. And this dude's six, three, like he did all these different things. And I was like, wow, so interesting. And then he was put in this movie. So. Yeah, he's and he's not one of those people who like uh like a Kane Hodder who goes on to like define these characters uh behind the mask so to speak over the course of. He would he just plays Jason in this one installment. That's correct. Um and uh not a huge like he it seemed like he kind of got into acting for a decade and then it was like, "I'm good." Yeah, he just uh, decided to do other things. Yeah, he yeah, he's an interesting cat because Honestly, I mean, this is the start of Jason's iconic look, and he is the first like towering Jason, like six three. That's a that's a pretty tall dude. Um, but yeah, he, the only reason why he got the role was because the uh, the person who played Jason in the previous one, uh, they were like, "You can play Jason again, but you gotta spend your own airfare to come out." And here he's like, "I'm not doing that." And they're like, "Well, we're recasting you." Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's always a. That's never a fun story when a, when someone kind of like, oh, I'm important. They'll pay for my plane ticket. They're like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, and the worst. It's not like they were flying him from like Timbuktu to Los Angeles. It was like from New Jersey to Los Angeles. I'm sure back in '82 or something that would have cost twenty, thirty dollars, but they didn't want to pay it. I guess so. Nope. Uh, Richard like, Booker got push over the. It'll put us over the top. Can't do that. It, kind of a. Uh, kind of wild that it that jason's signature look does not make an appearance until the third film i don't it's like that's one of the things that i always forget when i think of these movies 
Yeah, everyone remembers the second film. He's just wearing a burlap sack and like some overalls, and you know, he, he didn't even get his machete really until this movie. Like, the, like the iconic look that a lot of people remember Jason from is this one first. It's like the one that's used. I mean, it's the first one that had the triangles on the hockey mask. Uh -huh. It's the you know. First movie, like one first Paramount movie in 3D since like 1954 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, there are several parts of this movie that go on for way too long that are obviously the 3D parts. But it is oh. wild that he doesn't get his iconic look until the 3D one. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you know, 3D, three three times the charm, and he only gets this look because it was by happenstance. Yeah, yeah, this is something that our adorable, self-hating prankster Shelly brings along as part of his his very well-thought-out full wetsuit, uh, spear gun, and hockey mask outfit. Yeah, the most scariest of things is a person wild. who looks like a sausage roll swimming in a Truly. Uh, but, like, what's wild is that... the. His, like Jason, it would make sense for him to look like that if the whole thing about Jason was that he already was the hockey mask killer. But it's like it's this is where he gets the hockey mask from. Right. So it's just like what what was even the point? What was the point of this? It's like oh no, it's wetsuit guy under the waters here. <laughs> it's not Jason because he doesn't wear a hockey mask or a wetsuit. So I don't know who this is, but it must be someone else scary. Well, so here's the thing, though, right? These people wouldn't even know Jason because canonically, this takes place the day after the part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we see the news report. of, And we see the end of part two at the start of this movie. Yeah, which is kind of like a trope that they do for some of them and they kind of they kind of stop this after they're like, oh, this keeps putting us in a hole. Because like literally we see from the second one, machete through his shoulder. He's like, ah! He's on the floor. And then when they bring us to the 3D part, right, the actual film of this, there's no hole in his shoulder, and he's holding the machete in his hand. He's just lying on the floor, and you're just like, wait, this yeah. all took place within, like, not even 24 hours. No. Not even. No, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, very bizarre choices with this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's a yeah, it's a lot of weird. And the thing with the 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 last point I'll make with the hockey mask is interesting because it was the three D effects specialist who is an avid hockey fan. Mm -hmm. They gave uh, Richard Brooker the hockey mask because they were just doing a lighting test, mm -hmm. and they liked it so much they kept it. I mean, because, it, it's not just because it it like. It's not just because it looks good. It is. I mean, I guess it is. But the when you see it in this movie, when he finally you're like, "Whoa, okay, this is cool." It it takes him from a normalish dude to like something unsettling. It, yeah, it, you know, it is transformative. But to think that like this is just like by accident, really. Like someone's like. That's it. That's the picture. That's what we're doing. You know, he's wearing the hockey mask because it's even the look. We're jumping around, and obviously, you folks can tell we've not played the spoiler. Which 
This movie is 41 years, 40, oh, uh, 41 years old. Yeah, I, I think, think we're okay. Good. And well, if you, honestly, if you haven't seen it, we're doing you a tremendous favor. favor. Probably just listen to us uh, and we'll, we'll tell you. But like, there's just one point where we see Shelly wearing the hockey mask and the wetsuit and the spirit gun. And then we don't know what happens to Shelly. And then at some point, Jason's just wearing the hockey mask. So you don't see yeah. him pick it up, go, oh, and then put it on. At just some point, he just puts it on. So, like, you can kind of tell even through the filming of this that that, that was an accident. But it's such a happy accident because it, it, it helped inform his identity. I mean, Truly. in my office right yeah. now, I have three Jason hockey masks. I got a full one and two uh, half ones that are also uh, PPEs in theory that you could wear. So, like, oh yeah, those are cool. I, I mean, I love it. it. It's invocative to me. It's like you know, it's been born into my head since I was a kid. So, it, it, it's such an iconic look. It's just a shame that it was attached to this movie. Yeah, and you could tell, like you're saying, you could tell that even in this movie, they didn't, they lacked the confidence to really know that it would be a huge hit. Like he puts it on, and then there is a part. There's a part towards the end where he takes it off just to be yeah. like. Remember hey. me. <laughs> hey, this is the show that I look really weird underneath this. He's just you know. like, hey, remember when you were um, napping on a tree in the woods and I showed up and like you made a big deal about how you just look gross. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of oh. body horror, body horror, but it is like, it is so it, it so doesn't work by today's standards uh and really just this any standards of decency because what? this everyone's just scared of this person because he looks strange or you know uh, not normal quote unquote well you want to know what that inferred i i could tell you what that inferred and how they changed it up if you if you'd like but i will have to uh produce a trigger warning just in yeah. case Sure. So, yeah. right. So the push to 3D was because I think Jaws 3D was getting ready to come out. And there was another movie that came out that made like buco bucks just because of it being in 3D, not because the movie was good at all. The push to 3D. But a lot of the producers here thought this would be the last Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So, again, trigger warning here that whole scene between where Chris is remembering this, you know, Jason effectively trying to attack her and then her blacking out was originally meant to intimate a sexual assault by Jason. Oh my God. And I then the no producer, yeah. <laughs> and then terrible. the, and then the producers were like, you know, that's, that's too much. That's going too far. So they removed those mentions of it. They, they took those mentions of it out, but they left that scene in there, but that is what that was supposed to intimate. And so, because the idea was, well, if he did this, then no one would mind us getting rid of him. Sure. Yeah. All right? the murdering. <laughs> All the murdering is fine. But the minute he crosses that line, that's it. So that was, it. so that they, 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 they stepped back from that. They left, they, they, they removed those notes and those hints, but at the same time, they were just like, they left that part in there, which just without that context makes it weird. Yeah, and it still kind of suggests it too, just because yeah. 
the the whole like the whole series of events still it has echoes of that still. I didn't know that was their intention, which is super gross, but not I guess super surprising for this time period. Um and like we mentioned about Shelly too, there's a lot of like fat shaming. It's mostly oh, by himself. Uh he like he's super self-hating. Uh, and a, a, like a terribly annoying character, like almost no redeeming qualities whatsoever. I, I uh, feel like, yeah, Shelley feels like he's the archetype for all the characters you don't like in like horror movies. Yeah, you, because there's, and they don't even try to to make him have any redeeming qualities too. Like, cause even. Because he is always just like, oh, it's because I'm just big, big old guy. Oh, you hate everyone hates me. And then, like, when that one girl that he he's like, hey, I I've known you for five seconds. I like you a lot. And she's like, hey, I'm not really into you. He's just like, he calls her the b word. Calls her the b word. Runs off and then tries to scare her with said wetsuit, a harpoon gun, and hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Definitely not a yeah. I mean, most of these characters in these movies aren't very like likable i think that's fair i mean i think it's meant for you you're supposed to attach yourself to the hero hero or heroine whoever it might be and then everyone else is supposed to be you know unsavable heathens that you're rooting to see how jason or freddie or michael myers leatherface whoever take out so usually they have to have a quality where you wouldn't mind seeing somebody get like uh bisected yeah, you know, where, yeah, you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Versus, like, in theory, watching these movies should make you go, oh, god, this yeah, you is- should, you should like the characters so you feel bad when they die. That's like, like, Halloween did it. Halloween does it really well. Even like the characters that are jerks in that movie are still like, like, likable, relatable people. These are all just caricatures, and I don't know. Maybe it's part of the reason why it doesn't work all that well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not. A, I mean, it's not a good look. I mean, look when Shelly and Vera uh, go driving into town with uh, what Rick's uh, bug. Yep, yep. That they totally destroy. Destroy, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, well, shit happens. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, you lost two windows. It's got more dents in it than it came with, and you, you, you are not remorseful at all you're just like yeah well you know what happens <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm waiting for jason to take you out you're your perfect candidate for someone for jason to take out and it, what about like rick is the most one-dimensional character you've ever seen he is not in the movie all that much he's a country bumpkin who it like only knows uh chris when she's there during the summertime and their their family's like vacation home or whatever Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like his entire personality is just like, why won't we bang? Oh, we get a bang already. Oh, you don't want to bang. Oh, I want to bang. True. And then the worst part about that is when you see all these other kids, they're kids. This dude is a full blown adult. Yeah, he's like forty two, and like Chris seems like she's nineteen, twenty years old. Exactly. Like there, there is someone who's like, "Oh no, this dude can run for uh, public office somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is the mayor of this this little town of yeah. Crystal Lake. He, yeah, it, it, it's such a it's such a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it is it is definitely a a a snapshot of the times yeah um, for sure this movie th- th- this movie is i mean i mean there's also like i mean look there's an unborn baby that dies in this everyone keeps forgetting debbie was pregnant oh right she meant she offhandedly mentions that at the very start and you're like wait what and then yeah and then she's uh, it's murdered she's murdered she's taken out you're like damn jason's cold-blooded and it's funny because i don't remember that when watching it on like channel 44 yeah so i i looked back and apparently like even on spike tv they were spike again tv for men oh yeah spike yeah the extreme channel for dudes dudes only you like the man show we're spike tv i was like well i didn't like that show so yeah, i guess that's... i don't watch it that show's for, not as funny as it thinks it is. That's for yeah, fucking sure. Sure, exactly. But like, they removed all mention of her saying she was pregnant, and they even removed like the two potheads. What they were just removed them entirely? No, they they show up when they almost run over the weird dude line in the middle of the street. Oh yeah, for some reason. Yeah. They're smoking dubs. They're smoking yeah. a lot of dubs in this movie, and the and acting like they're zonked out on heroin, but uh, but imbibing only uh, only marijuana, supposedly. Yeah, they're having their doobie stacks, but yeah, yeah, apparently they removed all mentions of it, and I don't remember that as a kid growing up either. So then, like uh, years ago, when I saw, I was like, wait, she was pregnant? Oh, this is even worse now. This made it's this all- film worse. <laughs> It's true, and it's almost like the the people who made this movie forgot about it as well, uh, because they they mentioned it once, and then it's like okay, whatever. They never really go back to it uh, ever it, again. Yeah, it's just it's oh, it's an odd aside. True for for a, a movie that is only like an hour and thirty six minutes long, but feels like it's four hours long. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it must have. It's really interesting. That must have been like twenty minutes of worth of movie on uh, when they cut it down for TV. If they cut out all that stuff, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot that they cut out. You know, like I mean, it's just it is a it's a slog. It's a slog, and and I'm really surprised by a lot of the like hardcore you know Jason fans who love this movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, is that so? Is it a beloved entry? It is a lot of people like if you are a it's not like everyone's number one favorite, but it's a lot of people's like, yeah, this is great. It's a good one. And I'm like, I don't even think it's as good as part two. No, I don't. I think you're right. And I also there's this movie felt very strange from a production design standpoint, too, because it's like basically it's all filmed on like a single ranch somewhere in California yep. and it feels that small. It feels small, way smaller than any of the other Friday the 13th movies. And they were kind of filmed in a similar situation. So I mean, it's like even the lake itself just feels like a puddle because it was, they had yeah. to make the lake. The lake didn't exist over here. Cause when they filmed the first two, they did film them over in New Jersey. So they had the lakes and the forest and all this stuff. When they brought it over here, it's like up in the hills, you know, near, you know, L.A. County Hills. It's up towards there. They had to build. It's uh, it's like a famous film location in terms of like they would build buildings like the 
the the cabin stayed there for years until some assholes went and burnt it down. No fun. Yeah, because they're like want to see that or anything. Jerks. Oh yeah, so oh I got the story of that one too. It's fucking hilarious in a bad way. But yeah, so they when they went up there, they had to make a lake. So the lake was a puddle that pretty much had to be refilled every day because it would soak into the ground. It, <laughs> at best, you could even tell when Vera gets into the water to get uh, Shelly's wallet. Like it goes up to her ankles because that's about as how deep the water was for this uh-huh. thing. And they had to shoot it low to make it seem like it was big. But yeah, no, this thing was like a puddle. It's a very small set, you know, between the farm and the cabin. It's really, there's these three locales, but everything is right next to each other. It's very, it's very small versus like, oh, the second one feels pretty big. The difference is when you see Jason, that movie, you don't care because it's a dude in a burlap sack. And this one, you get some dude, some sweet looking hockey mask. You're like, oh, this dude looks kind of deadly. What's this guy's story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. Um, this, as I mentioned, or I alluded to a little bit earlier, this director has a very interesting uh, uh, CV in terms of the movies that he has directed previous. What What is uh, Mister Miner directed? Steve Miner has has had just has a very varied portfolio. First of all, he directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. So, oh, so the, he for, forgot he did that? Then? Well, or maybe he just got a different uh, DP uh, or the budget was different or something. Okay. Um, his next project was House. Do you remember that horror movie? The oh, yeah. House? Yeah, I, liked the, I always liked the poster because it was like the uh, the disembodied hand ringing the doorbell. That's right. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, but uh, the movie itself sucked. No, not a good one. Yeah. Uh, right after, directly after that, Soul Man. <laughs> That's a quite junk. possibly one of the most racist movies ever created. Uh, one of them. There's plenty, but this Soul Man. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't look it up <laughs> if you don't know what it is. I don't know if I'd look it up if I were you. Uh, I saw it when I was a kid on TV. People were like, hey, this is a funny movie. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wasn't wasn't that the dude? Wasn't it a, a white dude who turned black or acted black or something like that? That's right. Yep. Yeah, uh, okay. It was about a white guy who wasn't... There's so many things that are wrong with this. It was about a white guy who, who wasn't good enough to get into college. So he posed as a black guy. Uh, in order to be admitted to to college uh, through a affirmative action type program, got it, got it. Yeah, and Tom, C. Thomas Howell uh, being the uh, the star really? uh, in question. Yeah, and okay. um, and yes, yes. The uh, the blackface in this movie is prevalent. It is throughout the uh, most of the movie, and it is terrible. <laughs> Oh, not like, sweet. Not <laughs> sweet like there's a good uh, version of that, but holy guacamole. All right, sweet baby uh, Jesus. Yes. Soul Man, don't watch it. I'm sad that I even mentioned it at all. Um, did, and, so like, did he direct anything good? Uh, well, not that. That's certainly not in those. Uh, yeah, but no, I, d- here's, here's something. I will... A famous, or I would say a beloved movie on this... Uh, on this podcast, Warlock. Yeah, 
Yes. The uh, Julian Sand mis- uh, vehicle. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Now I'm back on board. I. That's right. R.I.P. Pre- right. R.I.P. I mean, I'm not going to forgive the blackface, but Warlock nope. is. Warlock Coming, is. He went right to TV after. That yeah. It looks like. It no looks kidding. like maybe three years he spent in TV before coming back to films to do Warlock. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so a little, a little more more valleys than peaks so far, but yeah, yeah. And he went back to TV. Did a ton of TV, um, including some Texas Rangers and Smallville and Felicity. Okay. But then he came back. Uh, did Lake Placid. The uh, the yeah. crocodile horror movie that yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked, and also we talked about it uh, uh, reviewing this movie or talking about this movie on in Pop Scares You, but Halloween H two O. Oh, he directed that. Yeah. Okay. I like. I mean, I like H two O. It was it's... it. It is a movie of the times. Would you say? Yeah, totally. Like it's like anything that's gonna have like a jar. Uh, what Josh Hartnett in it? It's, uh-huh. it's going to be that of the times. Yeah, it is yeah, the yeah. 1980-est, 1980-est movie of uh, 1998. It's yeah. very it's very set at its time. Um, yeah, but it has some really cool, like, it has some cool moments in it, like when they're seen face-to-face through the porthole or when he's, like, one-arming himself down, like, hiding on the roof somehow, no one notices him, and he's like... Rrr. So that's got yeah, some cool, cool. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I like the whole idea of like Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers. So, okay, all right. I mean, I'll give him that. Yeah, I'll give him that. So yeah, he had a he had some big dips uh, and some medium peaks, but uh, this one not being one of them, his second movie ever directed. So I don't know. Take that for what you will. Um, but. Uh, as we said, it's this movie starts off with a recap from the uh, from uh, Halloween two, uh, Halloween. Oh, I'll never stop Friday the Thirteenth two, uh, and uh, and it just and as you said, it goes directly into this movie. So much so that our protagonists, such as they are, drive past the bodies of the previous victims being put into ambulances and and or I should say more like hearsts. Um, uh, at the start of this movie. Uh, and it's definitely something that they kind of see and they're like, oh, weird. <laughs> oh, let's keep drawing. <laughs> yep. They seem blissfully unaware. And and in this movie, we don't get the, like, the, the, the crusty old guy at a gas station, which is just like, don't go any further. The cabin is cursed. <laughs> uh, instead, we get a guy who is literally sleeping in the road. Yeah. Guy sleeping in the road, keeping a, I guess it's supposed to be a human eye. I or guess something. it looks like a sheep eye or, yeah, or a cow eye or something. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess same spooky ass shit. Like, uh, he's here or something. It's, it's something yeah. weird. Some prophetic. He kind of is like, stuff. he's kind of that sort of uh, that trope where he is like a portent for some bad stuff happening, but it is just so. it. Again, a tr- a trigger warning for you all. Um, but it does kind of seem like he is wants to die. Like he's like laying in the road because he wants a car to run him over. Because the first thing that happens when they wake him up after he's just sleeping straight up in the road is he's like, 
Is this heaven? Oh, I thought it was just because of all the... Because everyone's so beautiful? All the teenage... Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're that's probably what, right. That's what I thought. I thought, yeah. I thought it was a depressed old man who... Nah, it was just like here's the way I here's the way I uh, I, I, I punch my ticket. Uh, I'll just lay very obviously in the middle of the road, and people I guess won't notice the fact that they're like, hey 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 hey. She doesn't. She's not like hit the brakes. There's someone laying right there. <laughs> it's like hey hey whoa whoa you uh, might want to pay attention. And yeah, there's a speed bump of a man ahead of them. Yeah, you you would notice them, especially since it's like broad daylight. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we get, basically the rest of the movie just takes place in this one location. There's a brief, uh, there is a brief uh, sort of um, interlude where they go uh, and check in with the people who run the general store nearby, um, which is a really cartoonish uh, scene that doesn't seem like it fits all that well. Uh, I just gotta say, when they check in with the the couple that runs the convenience store. Um, shame on, uh, shame on you, uh, Greg. What is his, what is his name? Who wrote the guy who is the who runs the convenience store? Uh, his is name his, is Harold. Harold, yeah. Yeah. Uh, screw you, Harold. Because uh, at first I thought like, whoa, this guy's so whimsical. Because he has like a rabbit that just like I guess a bunch of rabbits. But at least one rabbit who is just in the produce, just eating his stuff. And I don't know if you know about rabbits. Like, rabbits are kind of like rats where they just shit all the time. Yep. And just wherever they are. So he's just got produce filled with rabbit shit. And then, like, he goes by, opens up a can of peanuts that are for sale, horfs them down, garm, garm, garm. Yep. And then, uh, like, a Minute Maid grabs a Minute Maid off the shelf undoes the seal and just chugs that right from the bottle yep. before putting it in again you're like you were talking about with shelly this is to justify the fact that he there everyone here is about to die so his wife is is sort of uh abrasive and he is a slob and by the transitive property of filmmaking they both deserve to die that's correct in this jason filled world yes where jason is judge judy and executioner that's it arbiter right there they're going and you know what leaving the rabbit there eating some peanuts and probably putting it back and then drinking that yeah yeah go ahead take him out take your right out although like i know the whole scene where he find he goes in to check on his rabbits i guess he has a bunch of them in a cage and in, in a shack somewhere and they're all dead and he's like who would do this but then a snake jumps out <laughs> oh my god attached to a very obvious wire uh and then he it scares him so bad he has to run into the house and take a shit why is it like can we address can we address the fact that there's just a snake that killed all your rabbits that tried to kill you never mentions it i mean look if you've been scared shitless literally you're not gonna worry about your rabbits when you're worried about duking in your pants you yeah, gotta focus. Yeah. You gotta focus. He's not, he's not like, be, watch out. There's a rattler. He went straight to brown alert. Yeah, and the, the foley on the him taking a shit is so foul. Yeah. It's like someone dropping marbles into pudding. I hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It felt like someone throwing a football into mud. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very gross. Yeah. Which again, I didn't mind because I knew he was going to take it out. The problem was it felt like this took 20 minutes for it to happen. It happens forever. And it really is, I guess it's just establishing that, hey, Jason's back and he's and he's looking to kill. Uh, because nothing really else of consequence feels like it happens with that scene. Um, and in fact, when, I don't even think that they go, when they go back into town, I don't think that they go to that same convenience They must store. go at a different one because they're not around. So, yeah, like, so I don't... it makes even less sense. Yeah, I think you'd probably go there and discover no one's there. But the thing is, when you see the bodies getting loaded in, when you were talking about that earlier, that was their bodies, I think. From that oh, store. was it? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah wasn't from the, it wasn't from the other one. Because when we did part four, remember how fast they they swept <laughs> the, the location, the bar? They're like, okay, everything wrap up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so they probably did the same thing. They got real fast, like CSI crime scene people yeah, up yeah. in uh in crystal lake territory yeah they're just like ah a bunch of murders that's nuts anyway bye yeah um but um interesting yeah so they they go back out to another convenience store later and that's when they were introduced to the the three biker toughs always got to have them in this movie someone always starts some form of shit i guess and yeah the, yeah the, we, that, that's right what was it for? They had, uh, they had like a group of toughs as well. Yeah. It's always the bad dude. So if they get taken out, it's supposed to leave some weapons or something. I don't really know why they show up. They don't fit into this at all. Yeah. Um, they, they show up to, to harass and bully Shelly, uh, steal his money. And then he kind of, doofuses his way into knocking their bikes over and that i guess it seems unrelated but in retaliation they go and steal the gas from the van they yeah, siphon they, the gas from the van yeah and then i guess they were going to cause more disturbances but jason was just like nope yeah he I is, already... at this point he's living in chris's family's barn that's jason's house now yep he upgraded. I mean, from the last time, he had just had a shack with his mom's head on, on yeah. a table. So, like, a barn's got to be a nice two stories. Hay. Place to sleep. It, that's mm. true, yeah. It has a lot of hay, but no animals. They explain this by saying Chris's dad, every single year, he talks about buying a horse, but then doesn't and buys the, the hay instead in anticipation of buying a horse, but never does. And it just happens every single year. Yeah, that's now that's the kind of disposable income I want. Yeah, hay buying money. Hay buy like every like ah, this is the year I'm gonna buy myself a pony. All right, I'll take fifty bales of hay. This listen, trust me. This time, this is the year. <laughs> Summer <laughs> ends. Ah, oh, shucks. Well, next year I just throw the hay up here for some reason. I guess what happens to hay? Does it evaporate? No. Uh oh. Um, like, like here's an ignorant hay question that i don't know does yeah. hay get stale at a certain point i mean it must start to mold something's got to happen to it right if it gets damp it probably gets real shit i mean but hay is just kind of dry grass so i bet if it's in a dry environment it probably just stays hay forever all right i, mean, I trust you forever 
you know, organic things break down. But still, I think hay has a fairly long shelf life. I don't know, but you just keep, I mean, it's going to be a whole barn filled with hay. And then what are you going to do? Nothing. That's what. Yeah. I mean, go get something. And if, again, if he has the money and he wants to spend it on hay and nothing else, go for it. Chris's dad. Yeah, yep. exactly. I'm not going to, what would you say? Yuck your yum? I'm not taking yep. that away from you. Don't yuck don't, his yum. And his yum is hey. Uh, there's another great scene, kind of like, as they're they're settling in, hanging out. Everything in this movie feels undercooked. Like, it feels like it takes place over the span of an hour and a half. Uh, so little happens. I got, like, halfway through this movie, and I'm like, Nothing has happened so far. Like a couple of dorks at a convenience store got killed. I got saw a flashback of literally scenes from the previous movie, and then like nothing happens forever. Yeah, it is. It is painfully slow, and this is coming from someone who thinks all old movies are slow. Yeah, yeah. This and is this one is slow for slow old movies. Yeah, and it's just because you know a lot of it's oddly trying to figure out how to use the 3d with all the weird shit oh, pointing so towards good. the screens so many good shelly throwing his wallet yep <laughs> huge moment a guy with a yo-yo yo-yo does not make a comeback nope not at all i was waiting for him to get choked by the yo-yo um that would have been great like i that mean this movie cool. this movie has a lot of firsts as jason's first hockey mask Jason's uh-huh. use of a machete. Yep. And I believe the first and only 3D blunt passing I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, yeah. It comes really, they're really like, like they wait. They're like, huh? Right. Eh, you ready? Here's yeah. a tube. Yep, yep. Uh, puff, puff, give, or puff, puff, pass. And mm-hmm. they try to pass it to you, the audience. And I was just like, wow. When the this future is blowing now. up. When this everyone is going to see it, do you think people like <laughs> they like reached out? Oh, where to go? Too high. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, or and then I wonder because of the 3D glasses, it would hide all the wire effects that were kind of coming with the shit shooting towards. Probably, there. I can't yeah. imagine. Like the, the quality of the projectors plus the 3D glasses had to have because wow, this is some of the most obvious. <laughs> wire assisted effects i've seen in a real long time and it's a lot of them like a lot like it is like they found the trick and they're like we're using it for everything spear gun wires snake okay wires let's let's talk about the spear gun kill for a little bit because it does kind of look like you know jason is a big imposing guy it kind of looks like he's trying to hide behind that (laughs) it's blocking like an eighth of his massive frame. A little bit. I thought he was just trying to be real cool about it. Oh, like, I just peek around. I just peek yeah. around the edge. Because he's got kind of like this lean. He's almost got like this Han Solo half arm out as he's holding the uh, the harpoon <laughs> as he's aiming it towards her. And then, yeah, shoots it right in her face. Um, yeah. Gets shot right in the eye. Yeah. Uh you know, good acting, you know, whatever. It was, I think for the at the time, these were pretty impressive gore effects. Um, yeah, totes. Doesn't really hold up these days, but that's not that's not um, too surprising. Um, here's a here's a funny thing. So, just for fun today, I I went to I went to our local Chat GPT, 
and I wrote in there, give me a bulleted list of all the notable <laughs> notable scenes from Friday the 13th 3. Um, and as you know, John, AI so far, you know, it won't suck forever. Uh, we, of course, bow to our robot overlords, but mm-hmm. right now it sucks. Here's one of the bulleted list things it gave me. Eye-popping kill, colon. One of the most gruesome, more gruesome and memorable kills involves a character named Andy who gets a machete through his throat while walking on his hands. <laughs> so if you've seen this movie, when they say eye-popping kill, they are referring to something else. And then they're like, uh, yeah, it's the, the part where he gets, you know, machete through the throat while watching walking through his hands, which he doesn't. It's not a he machete does. through his throat. No, he gets a machete through his crotch. That's right. <laughs> he gets he gets I, split, stem to stern. Yeah, like uh, he, he's like fucking spatchcock. Like both, like the the legs are split. Like when you see him crammed up in the rafters, like yep. he's folded and his legs are all uh, akimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's there is um, was it is it is it Debbie who gets stabbed through the neck? Uh, yeah. I don't remember her name. There was like a part in the middle of this movie where everyone's name kind of blend together. All I yeah, remember I mean, is uh, Chris, uh, pretty much. And yeah, it's like Rick. A, yeah, Chris and Rick, which you're supposed to remember. Shelly, because he's a, a annoying, you know, character. Everyone else, yeah, just is this amorphous blob. You have the two stoners who I don't really pay attention to. Yeah, and then, her name is Chili, which I did remember that because that was pretty interesting and creative. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Chili and yeah, Ch- Chili and uh, what's it? Chuck. And yeah, Chili and uh, Chong. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Chong, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, that's true. He had some of the best uh, moments in this in this movie, though. I have to say, uh, him in the the outhouse smoking a dube, and then the yep. outhouse shakes, and he's just like, "Oh, whoa, heavy shit," and then um. <laughs> And then him trying to catch popcorn with his mouth as, the, as it uh, covered in white hot oil like pops out of the uh, the pan on the stove is hilarious because he doesn't catch a single one. But yeah. boy, is he trying. <laughs> he burns, burns all over his face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. But the I forget who gets stabbed through the fucking throat. Um, uh, yeah. In in the uh, in the hammock. It's It's pretty much... It's the same kill that happens to Kevin Bacon. Yep. Except it's a hammock instead of a bed, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Kevin Bacon for what? He was in the first one. Oh, right, 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 right. The first Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun bed kills in all these old movies. You were just watching uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Johnny Depp. Blood kill. And, And then everyone keeps forgetting Tina gets... She's in bed, gets dragged up the side of the wall and stuff. So another, oh, another, yeah, another yeah, bed yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, uh, oh my God, why did I blink on Heather Langenkamp's character? Oh my mm-hmm. God. You know. Oh my you, God. You can just I just, I literally just watched it. But anyway, <laughs> her mom gets uh, uh, burned on the bed and then somehow the bed turns into a portal and her body floats through it. And then the bed reforms to be normal. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a fun yeah. movie. 
Should have watched yeah. that. Um, well, but, we, uh, I mean, I guess we could go back. Did we already? We we watched and covered that one, right? Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we should have watched that because this, like I said, when I did, you know, listen, people, when I tell you it's painfully slow, it is painfully slow. I, I, I have, I, I can't stand any of the setups in this because it just takes forever for something <laughs> to happen. You know. uh, speaking of which, um, in another uh, chat GPT, um, uh, this uh, I would say from chat GPT corner, uh, the movie is so, I'm just assuming the movie is so uneventful that under the title Suspenseful Moments, chat GPT says, the film includes various suspenseful sequences, such as characters being stalked through the barn and the woods, <laughs> aka <laughs> where the movie takes place. <laughs> they couldn't even come up with a, uh, a like a specific example. Just like, yeah, it's got some stuff. People are stalked through a barn. I don't know. Cool. Anyway, bye. Yeah, I mean, even the, the, they're literally there just for a weekend, a weekend yeah. escape. You know, like it, that's it. Yeah, obviously, none of these stories needs to have riveting plot, but. Fuck, it is really so, so, it, it's really based around the gimmick. It's based around the 3D and how many times they could use it effectively. I mean, look, it made the money. The movie cost $4 million. They made like $34 million. So, like, they made their money. Um, but it, it, it does nothing except add the hockey mask and machete to the mythos. Truly, it does, yeah. it does nothing else for the series. There are way, oddly enough, the next film after it is probably still my favorite. Friday the Thirteenth is part four, and that one is Shakespeare compared to this one. Well, I, it, it was funny that you say that because after this one finished, uh, I was watching it on HBO Max, and it kind of immediately just went into the next one. It like auto played the next one. And the next one, from just a tonal perspective, a cinematography perspective, everything, music, everything, is already on point. It is suddenly, it, it, it works in a way that you were hoping this movie would work for the entire uh, duration of it. But truly, like, they just don't, they don't know what they have, or they don't know how to treat it in this one. The movie is super campy, it's super cartoonish. And it feels, like I said, small. It feels like a TV movie with yep. a lack of sets and how small and claustrophobic the sets actually seem. Um, uh, and, like, I'll give it... There are some interesting kills in it. Um, like, the harpoon kill is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think the hammock kill... Even though you're like you like you said, it is kind of a, a retread of a kill they did previously. I think it's still pretty cool. Totally. It's Chekhov's hammock, though. When you see it, like it's a whole bit when they come to the house that there's no bed in this room. There is a hammock, and then once you know that the hammock exists, you know that a kill will happen in it. Yep. Uh, not quite as spectacular as the sleeping bag kill from Jason X, but. Uh, which is itself a retread of an earlier Jason kill. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Part seven. Yeah. So uh, like not quite as good as that, but certainly they try some stuff and it, you know, 
<laughs> there's there's also some really lame ones like the guy just getting pushed pushed into a breaker and there's like and there's a wet floor and so he gets electrocuted <laughs> that kind of sucks yeah or the uh the 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 three toughs that came over to siphon the gas and do the other stuff and you know two get taken out real quick and you think the one of them is dead because he's sitting there hacking at the body after he drops them but then he just comes breaking out of a door at some point to fight jason for a split second until he gets his hand chopped off oh yeah that that poor guy he gets killed twice basically yeah he gets like beat he looks like he got his head crushed in with a wrench and then he just hides instead of getting the fuck out of there which is definitely what i would have done he hides in a closet in the barn until jason reappears and then just gets chopped to bits yeah and yeah exactly and then the other thing that doesn't really happen until in this one is there are some discovery of kills but not all of them Right, yeah. like Jason's. Jason's like you know we we've likened him to a little bit to Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Yeah, but he has a little bit of that vibe. Right, you know where Jason likes setting up the bodies to fall on you or or appear randomly to you know amp up the spooky factor. He's got a flair for the theatric. I would say so, uh, and I think there's a part where like some of that happens, but some of them you don't see at all. Like you don't know it happens. Like. You, you don't see Shelly. Shelly is, uh, you know, RIP. He's killed off screen. Yeah. But then he, he goes shows. goes the barn and then is now is seen again when, again, like you were saying, Jason props him up at, for a gag. Well, it's it's because he comes he comes back and he's, you know, his throat's all cut. And they all think that, you know, or Shelly thinks he's faking it because of uh, the earlier thing he did with a hatchet through his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a prankster sh- he's a prankster so they didn't believe it until all of a sudden he just stopped i guess breathing or whatever but it, it was just like i don't really care i don't care that he was killed i don't care that <laughs> you know like i don't i there's definitely no sympathy for me in this guy's like good. good also can we talk about chili's like very slow tour of the house while she's fighting while she sees all these dead bodies she's like oh no oh geez it's just kind of <laughs> shuffling around yeah it's almost like on a museum guided tour <laughs> like no, stopping at each urgency. <laughs> yeah i also love how she is scared like she tries to go out the door which is what, what she should do Mm-hmm. And then, but uh, there's a gust of wind, and she's like, "Oh no, scary wind!" <laughs> yeah, I tell you, if a person, a a giant person, a hockey mask is chasing me, a little bit of wind isn't going to be the thing that stops me. The minute I see one dead body, I am out of there. Yeah, I'm that's... not sharing the space with a brutally murdered body. Are you kidding me? I also yeah. love the the part where they have, you know, Andy, we mentioned before, uh, who gets split stem to stern because he, he runs into Jason while walking on, on his, his hands. hands. I mean, you He's deserve doing that. this for nobody. Uh, but they kind of like, they set him up as sort of a playful clown because A, he's playing, he's doing the yo-yo, 3D yo-yo gimmick earlier. But also, he there's just a random scene where he is juggling with uh with Shelly and again this is all the it's all for the, the sake of the 3D but as you said it feels like it goes on for 15 minutes and yeah. all they're doing is 
juggling. And they'll be like, Yo, are you going to stop first? Oh, no, you're going to stop. This is the funnest thing I've ever done. Juggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when you see him, you're like, oh, okay. I get why you two are friends. And yeah. And you're both going to take it. It's, it's terrible that Andy's the cool one. It, he is not. Like, he is not the, I mean, he may think he's, he's the fit one, uh, but they are both mega dorkos. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, again, because it takes place in such a small environment, all the kills seem like they're clustered at the very end, which makes the middle of the movie, uh, ultra boring. And then I think the... While I do like the 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 final fight between Chris and Jason, um, and I and I like the kill. I like how Rick is killed. Um, I like the fact that she uh basically has a a disassociative episode at the end of this uh movie, and then. I don't know. Maybe this was a direction or this is something that the actor decided to do, but how Chris like expresses like her going, uh, you know, having a psychotic break is Mm. just like Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, like just like, (laughs) (laughs) it is the most cartoonish representation of somebody who's having a mental break that I've ever seen. It's super offensive in that way. But it is also just like completely takes the teeth out of the end of the movie, uh, yep. because you're just like it's so laughably cartoonish. It's like she does, arguably in her memoirs about this, this would be a harrowing experience, and she'd be nothing but a hero, a hero here, in terms of how you know she fought back and did all this stuff. But yeah, Absolutely. it really just takes the winds out of those sails compared to the previous two films where it's like yeah they survived. And, you know, were, you know, made whatever you want to be. They, 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 they left fairly much the same way they went into it. Just going through this experience. This one was, yeah, it was very just, okay. Someone was like, okay, you need to act a little crazy. You know, you just went through a, 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 an ordeal and just ham it up. And it was just like, yeah, Woody Woodpecker laugh almost. Yeah. And this is to, this is all after a dream sequence where Jason with a ax head wound is still alive and, and comes for her. And then <laughs> as she tries to, to row away in this puddle and gets all of like two feet before running into a log. Cause they don't have, they're like, can't go any farther than that. There's no more lake. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's all we got. Uh, and then the zombie, the zombie corpse of, uh, of, of, of Pamela Voorhees comes jumping out of the water and then in another callback right this is also a callback uh and uh and yeah and then that's like oh no that was all in her head because we see as she's driving away uh jason is indeed still uh still dead on the on the ground um with the axe wound so that's how it's like that's how they they're like hey it was all in her head but I guess it makes sense now that you've said that it is this was meant to be the last, um, that that would have been it. That this is what they're saying, yeah, he is dead, but this person is scarred forever, I guess, and uh, being taken away. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not a, 
it's weird because I'm not a fan of this level of retread already at this point. Yeah. Because I felt yeah. like that they were like, well, this is the trope of the these movies. Is like we're gonna have a, a recap from the previous one. They only ever take a day, you know, take place a day apart from each other. And yeah, so we had a dream sequence in the first one. And since this is like Jason's real appearance again, we'll have the same dream sequence, but in reverse this time around, it'll be his mom and all. I just like, don't retread this. I think you oddly know what the formula for these movies are, but for the earlier ones, they really just kind of latched onto this stuff versus more like, no, it's just how, what crazy adventure is Jason going to get into this, this time, right? Like, how is he going to deal with all these pesky kids, uh, coming to his lake? How's he going to deal with it? And that, that's the formula, not the weird meta dream sequences that don't make any sense. And I don't know if it's really meant to make me as a, a watcher be like, well, was this all in her head to begin with? Did it really happen? Yada, yada, yada. When it's like fake deepness. It's the only way yeah. to describe it. It's just like, it just adds nothing to it. I, I mean, yeah. I, I will say I do like when, uh, that during that dream sequence, when he's in the, uh, house and he doesn't have the mask and he's like, Hey, you, yeah. <laughs> I said, I wrote down in my notes, like, Jason looking out of a little window needs to be on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it it's, is iconic in the silliest way you could possibly imagine. It's precious. It's, it's precious because it, he looks at her not like, oh, I'm going to get you. More like, yeah. hey, it's my, my friend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go play in canoes. This is going to be great. Uh, I got yeah. rid of all those other pesky people. <laughs> it's just you and me, Chris. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, very good. Well, it, as is tradition with our uh, Pop Scares You movies, uh, let us now share our favorite kills, top kills from this movie. Uh, John, go ahead and go first. What is your what is your top kills or kill? It doesn't have to be plural. I'm I'm going harpoon through the eye. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. It, it, it's shot well enough, even though it does kind of look like he's trying to hide behind the little pole. Uh, <laughs> You'll never see me behind this. <laughs> Twip. There's only, there's no other places to go in this set. All I've got is this one pole. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this one pier because if we either turn the camera around, you just see like the Hollywood Hills and a, like a Mack truck driving by, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think because it's, it's kind of like almost the first full shot we get of Jason in that, you know, green shirt, brown pants, hockey mask, um, showing that he's very versatile in his implements of destruction. Sure. Because I don't know when he would have learned how to use a harpoon gun while living in the bottom of Crystal Lake, whatever. Um, and I, I think it looks good. I mean, yeah, you see the wire clear as day as it's shooting towards the camera because it's got to also move very slow. Uh -huh. uh, so it's moving like but like when it hits, like it's it's pretty grotal. Because um, I, I feel like all the other kills are very not quite off screen, but 
definitely feel like edited down for some reason. So like we, we miss a lot. So, yeah, I yeah. don't disagree. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot, there wasn't an abundance of, of cool kills. There was some, some fairly creative ones. There was a couple that were fairly re- referential. Uh, for me, it's gotta be Rick's, uh, it's gotta be the that way that Rick went one. out. That uh, is a good one. I think it's the only time that I actually fe- felt like genuinely disturbed by the movie, not because of the actual effect when he dies, because that's dumb. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's corny, I should say. It's not dumb. Uh, but uh, the fact that he is, like, he... Like, we don't see Rick get captured, but the fact that he's just holding him there, and he's right next to Chris, and he can't say anything, and there's just nothing you can do, because Jason is just so powerful and huge... And, and so then he just picks him up by the sides of the head and squishes his head until his like you know his head is crushed and his eyeball pops out and it pops out towards the screen in a very fun 3D way, very obviously attached to a wire, just like yeah, uh, just like all the other effects. But uh, I thought that was just it was very cool and uh, imaginative. So that's got to be get my top honors. Yeah, I was also actually happy that they you know kill Rick versus him being like. Yeah, the hero. He's a, well, he's, a, he's a groomer at the very least. At the very least. But I mean, the, the thing is, you know, like in part two, she's rescued by the guy as well. Like, you know, there's there's two of them. They both survive and yada, yada, yada. I, I, I was a little more happy that this wasn't the case in this one. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that's probably this for me. That would probably be my second favorite one. Yeah, everything else in this was just kind of, uh, I don't want to say mid, but mid. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the jump scares in this one especially are bad. Like they yeah. don't work almost every time. I think the the mo- the scariest jump scare in this entire movie is when a duck flies into the shot. Yeah, and I think that just shit just happened. <laughs> just, just happened. Yeah, they weren't explained. They didn't have that coming. Yeah, because there's just a certain point when you just see Jason walking around. You're like, oh, okay. You've just given up all, all like hidden everything. You know. Yeah. Like the, he, the scariest Jason moment is from two. It's like from the, the 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 film of the or like the recreation of the other movie, and it's when they're in his scary shack, and you just see him booking it in the background. Yeah, I love that one. That was super. That's a great shot. And I was yeah. like, when I saw that. It really gave me a false expectation for the rest of the film because I was like, "Wait a minute, is this gonna be good?" Yeah, I, you know, when we were talk when we were setting up like the calendar for this year, and I was like, "Well, we gotta watch a Friday Thirteenth," and you're like, "Well, we watch part three. I was like, "All right, I'll watch that with you, man." But whoo, <laughs> I was getting, I was like, I had to work up the courage because, yeah, is, I just. I had I didn't remember it. I know I've seen it before, but I didn't remember it because I probably because I saw it on TV and it's like almost a different, a totally different movie. Um, but when I was researching about which one we should watch, it's like, oh, this is the one where he gets his iconic look. It's important. We should do it on the show. That was a dumb move. <laughs> should have read more. <laughs> eh, like I mean, it, I mean, literally, it's a birth of his identity. If yeah, I mean, picture this movie if or picture this series if it was nothing but him with a burlap sack. 
It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't it would have worked be. as well. Like I would have been like, oh good, they killed they stopped making those movies after the third one. And thankfully, because you know, the burlap sack man was not scary. Yeah. This really just adds a you know, I mean, I guess, you know, they had to find that look too, because John Carpenter knocked it out of the park spray painting that Captain Kirk mask. Yeah. Like Michael Myers is that devoid of anything is scary as shit. That mask yeah. still scares me. Jason needed something as formidable. And so the hockey mask, which, you know, seems weird, but it works perfectly for this character. Like I couldn't expect him with anything else now. No. Um, yeah. And it looks great. Like I said, the moment you see it all put together, you're like, oh, that's iconic. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But then like you're like, but then the rest of it's like, ooh, yeah, no. Like the the only thing is I wish I could have seen this in 3D. Yeah, same. I think that that would have at least it, the novelty of it would have uh would have propelled it along. Yeah, like I I would I almost was going to go try cuz the, the the I watched this uh in the bedroom mm. because I was like I'm not wasting a good TV on this. So I was I watched it in the bedroom and that my my bedroom TV has the like 3D Oh, cool. Thing. Active shutter glasses and everything? Yeah, but I couldn't find where those glasses were, so I was like, oh, well, come we watch this like everybody else uh, and kind of check it out. But that's the only – I think the next time I'd ever watch this one again is if it was, like, showing at a movie theater in 3D just for the novelty of it. That would be um, a fun night out, though, because it, it is, yeah. I think, unintentionally hilarious. So it would be a funny movie to watch with friends. It would be a funny movie to watch in 3D. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and they definitely like it. They definitely tried a lot of stuff, and it didn't always work. And it is a little too campy to be scary, and not really very scary at all. Um, but some creative kills, some interesting ideas, but but uh, the execution was just kind of all over the place. So, uh, yeah, not one of my favorites. But uh, but it's uh, a, a still a fun way to kick off Pop Scares Ya month, Pop Scares You season. And uh, we hope that uh, wherever you are out there, you're enjoying it on, and maybe you, you listen to it on Friday the 13th and all of our careful planning and... Uh, uh and and expert theming uh, will be um realized uh but you know whatever listen to it when you listen to it <laughs> uh no big deal but that's gonna do it for us for this week i hope you enjoyed this episode we had a horrifying time putting it together just kidding we liked putting it together for you um but that's gonna do it for us this week so, of course, we're going to roll into the thing that everybody loves the most. The end credits, or the outro, or whatever you want to call it. That's what we're going to do now. Uh, first up, gotta thank Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. The incredible Pop Scares You theme, and all the different flavorful themes that we have on the show. We have one, well, two people to thank for that, and that's John and Burton M6. Uh, for their uh, their amazing collaborations that give us all of our incredible music on the show. Um, and you can check out a link to uh, contact Burton uh, in the, uh, the show notes. Uh, there's a link to his Fiverr page, so check it out. Um, there's also links to our social and, of course, uh, most importantly, 
in those show notes, you can get a link to join our Discord, uh, where we're always talking about fun stuff. In fact, just today, we were ranking, uh, based on a meme that John posted, we were ranking all the people that we would, from Star Wars, that we would want to protect us from the rest of the people on that list, and it, it, it created a fun discussion. And those are the kind of things that you can experience if you enjoy the, uh, or if you join the Discord, I should say. Um, and of course, what we say at the end of every show, wherever you are, however you choose to listen to us, uh, we hope that you are happy and healthy. And if not, that's totally okay too. Uh, but I'm gonna pass it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks. I had a family once, wife, two daughters, then a drifter came calling one even, a vampire. He toyed with them first, tried to make me decide which order they die in. And that, folks, is our Chris Christopherson quota for the month. Two percent. Two percent. Hey, pop scares ya. Scares you. you just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out, hit you with a cheat, cheat, cheat. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The madness, welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares you. Pop, 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 pop scares you. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is 